Salam, salam from the Windy City. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 16th of June, 2022. Here's a quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. World-renowned French newspaper Le Monde has come up with a report claiming that the Ethiopian government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front, the TPLF, are going to hold secret negotiations to extend the ceasefire and make services like electricity and banking available to the Tigray region. Lamont claims that the negotiation will be held in Arusha, a city in Tanzania. According to the report, African and Western diplomats have told the newspaper that the negotiation will begin in late June. The news outlets also said that the TPLF will drop its claims over Wolkite, an area which is now being administered by the Amhara regional government. However, the spokesperson for the TPLF, Gerachureda, took to Twitter to say that this information was false. He also said that the front will reclaim every single inch of the land that will belong to the TPLF by any means necessary. The central government, meanwhile, has said that there will be no secret negotiations. Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed was briefing the parliament on Monday the 14th when he said that claims by Le Monde and other international media outlets were false. But he did say that the government has put together a new negotiating committee led by Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Foreign Affairs, Dameke Mekonen. Negotiations with the TPLF wasn't the only topic the Prime Minister talked about in his briefing to the Parliament. He also talked about social media, the arrested YouTubers and journalists, corruption, and the National Dialogue Commission. Just hours after the Prime Minister's briefing, the TPLF's chairman, Debre Sion Gebre Michael, said that they had sent a letter to the Africa Union's chairman, Maki Saul, to the presidents of Kenya, the United Arab Emirates, and Tanzania, and to the UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres. The letter says that the TPLF is ready to send a team of delegates to Nairobi, Kenya, to negotiate with the Ethiopian government. Even with all this talk about a potential negotiation, there are reports that the TPLF is gearing up for war. However, the ceasefire is still holding and negotiations are reaching Tigray. This past week, the highest number of trucks containing food and other important supplies arrived in the region. The World Food Program, WFP, said that in the past week, more than 300 trucks reached Tigray, which contained food for around 800,000 people. The WFP also said that a new round of food donations to the Amhara and Afar regions that will last for the next six weeks will begin soon. The WFP isn't the only organization helping out. The International Committee of the Red Cross has also been making donations in all three of the regions affected by the war, Tigray, Amhara, and Afar. On Saturday, the 11th of June, the committee donated medical supplies, water purifying tablets, home appliances, among others. Still, there are conflicts in other parts of the country. On the morning of Tuesday the 14th in Gambela's capital city, there was a shootout between government forces and rebel groups, the Oromo Liberation Party and the Gambela Freedom Front. The shootout continued throughout the day until government forces got the situation under control. Exact numbers haven't been revealed, but the region's president, Umorojulu, confirmed that there had been casualties on both sides. The region's government imposed an 8 p.m. curfew. Recently, David Satterfield resigned as special envoy to the Horn of Africa, so the U.S.-appointed ambassador Michael Hammer replaced him. Last week in Addis, Hammer sat down with Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Foreign Affairs Demeke McConan. They talked about the war in Tigray, 
donations and who would be held responsible for the war crimes. Speaking of war crimes, the International Crimes Section of the Hague Court of Appeal in the Netherlands sentenced the Shefu Alemu, a foreign government official of the Derg military regime, to life in prison. Back in the 70s and 80s, the Derg military regime killed hundreds of thousands of people suspected of being members of an opposition party called the Ethiopian People's Revolutionary Party. Ushetu Alemu was the Derg's representative in the Gojan province and one of the officials who ordered the killings. The Dutch courts took the case because Ushetu had been living in the Netherlands since the 90s and obtained Dutch citizenship a couple of decades ago. Facebook is extremely popular in Ethiopia, but it's been largely used to spread hate speech. Its parent company, Meta, has said time and time again that it will put an end to hate speech on the platform. However, this turned out to be an empty promise, as international NGO Global Witness collaborated with another NGO called Foxglove and a local researcher and found out that the algorithm wasn't able to dedicate hate speech ads after they put it to test by writing hateful content. The NGOs wrote the content, postponed the posting date, checked if Facebook gave it the green light, and deleted it, since they said this content was only for research and no one should see it. The worst part? All of the test content was easy to translate and decipher, and Facebook's AI still failed to detect it. Private Ethiopian airline Air Express Africa has officially been registered by the Ethiopian Civil Aviation Authority as an aviation transportation service providing company. The airline had to fulfill five international standards and to finally get a certificate from the authority. Founder and owner of the company is Captain Nesru Kemal, who's worked as a pilot for many years. With Air Express's addition, the number of registered air transport services providers has grown to 12. On to some sports news now. You'll remember that last week we told you about the Ethiopian national football team's loss to Malawi. Well, on Thursday the 9th, the team had another match in the qualifiers for the African Cup of Nations against one of Africa's best football teams, Egypt. The match was held in Malawi as stadiums in Ethiopia have failed to live up to the standards set by the Confederation of African Football. And to the delight and surprise of many Ethiopians, the national team, nicknamed the Walia Antelopes, won the game 2 to nothing. Dawa Hatessa and Shimles Bekele were the goal scorers. Ethiopia will play against Guinea in the next qualifiers match on the 27th of September. We also told you that Ethiopia had won the first gold and silver medals in the African Athletics Championship held in Mauritius. The Ethiopian Athletics Federation has revealed that the country has won 14 medals in total, 4 gold, 6 silver, and 4 bronze. Out of those 4 gold medals... Haley Mariam Amare brought home two in the 5,000 meters track and the 3,000 meter hurdles. Dawid Nega, a musician from the Tigray region, has passed away on Sunday the 12th this past week. His funeral was held on Tuesday the 15th at the Holy Trinity Cathedral in Addis. On Friday the 11th, he started to feel unwell and went to a hospital. He was diagnosed with pneumonia and his health deteriorated further. He was admitted to the intensive care unit on Sunday, but unfortunately, he didn't make it. One time in an interview, he recalled that he had to go through severe poverty and financial problems to become the singer that's beloved by many. Two years ago, another legendary musician, Hachalu Hundesa, also sadly passed away. His family had established a foundation which had created an award show named after Hachalu. The first ever installment of the Hachalu Hundesa Award will be held on the 29th of June. The day was chosen to remember the singer as he was murdered on that same day, two years ago. There are 10 categories, and you can vote for your favorite artist using the link in the show notes. 
Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. If you have any suggestions on how we can improve our updates, please contact us. You can find our social media in the show notes. Ciao.